Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Anime Podcasters. I'm your host Hotshot Ginger and with me I have, like I said a few episodes ago, I'm running out of creative ways to introduce you. So ju- just just introduce yourself, Jaden. I don't care anymore. It's Giant Music. I'm back. Episode 120 of the podcast. I'm very excited to be here with you, Hotshot. It's been uh, a minute since we've done an episode, but uh, we have a doozy. We have a treat. We have a guest today. I'm very happy. Today we will be discussing My Hero Academia. Obviously, since the last time we spoke about this anime, uh, there's been a new season. A lot of things are in development. In and I'm caught universe. up <laughs> for once. Yes, yes, you are. You are caught up, which is uh, fantastic. And even more exciting, we have a guest. I would love to give a warm welcome to Tsunar. How's it going, man? I am doing great. How about you? How are you doing today? Very good. Very good. Very excited to have you on. Uh, for the people who may not know who you are please introduce yourself to us and tell us uh you know a little bit about the, how anime is for you you know okay give us the the lowdown who is soon oh yo? boy how anime is for me i'm gonna have pitchforks coming after me you want me to die okay. <laughs> anyways oh um, <laughs> i was just horribly maimed just horrible okay well as long <laughs> as we have that covered anyways <laughs> my name is sonar cologne it's very <laughs> nice to meet you i am a streamer on twitch i'm also a very very nonchalant youtuber for my video game content and such like that i'm also a musician and a technically a professional voice actor um depending on who you ask and how far my credentials go so yeah I'm also an artist, game designer, uh, video game developer. What else do you want to know? <laughs> That's a lot. Is there anything you're awesome. not? Um, talented. All right. Good. No. We'll keep this. You're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> you're in good company. Um, okay, great. And what about like anime for you? Uh, what were some animes that you watched when you uh, were younger? And uh, how often do you watch it? Uh, so- so the one that got me into anime, like in into it, is actually not technically a Japanese anime. I don't know if you know it. it was called Lyoko. Um, oh yeah, like Hell yeah. oh my goodness, but, yes. <laughs> that that really got me into the genre. But before that, I had a little introductions with Digimon, uh, some Pokemon. My parents were like super super. Uh, protective, so I didn't get to actually watch those. It wasn't until Code Lyoko and stuff like that that I really got into it. But I'd say the animes mm. that really gripped me growing up were Full Metal Alchemist and Death Note, believe it or not. Um, well, oh, believe okay. it. Great. Another Death Note fan. All right, I'm out. I love Death Note. <laughs> keep finding these guys in the same corner, Jay. And- it's so well written. I, I, I- it is very well written, but we have to talk about a anime that's uh, well written as well. One where uh, the population is commonly referred to as heroes, people who have quirks, and uh, that is My Hero Academia. Season 5 recently ended, and uh, we're all here to discuss this. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of it all, I really want to know for you guys, uh, how did you come across My Hero Academia? So, Jaden, you and I have talked about Hero a couple times prior to this, like be it in a games episode or when we were actually just talking about Hero. Um, It's about superheroes and it's anime. So when I found it, I fell in love with it immediately, although uh, I left it on the back burner forever because that's just what I do. (laughs) It's not because it's anime or anything else. It's just because it's a show. But I've played through... Like, you know me, I tend to play through stuff rather than watch stuff, but I actually sat my ass down and watched it this time. Yeah, of course. And what about you, Tsunar? So I got into it a little begrudgingly. 
Um, oh, I, really? Yeah, no, I was not looking to. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Shonen. Um, so, but uh, before that, a friend of mine Reese got uh, hired on to Funimation. And she was giving hints that she was in this new big anime that was coming up. She wouldn't tell anyone the role, but she was really excited. She was posting it all over Facebook. And I messaged her, and I know that my, uh, that Funimation had the rights to My Hero Academia. I'm like, you got into fun- My Hero Academia, didn't you? And she's like, I can't say! <laughs> and then a few, <laughs> mo- a few weeks later, she it's announced that she voiced the rescue hero in My Hero Academia, and I just messaged her like, I knew it. So as... I, I like to check out everything that my friends are in. So I watched it, uh, watched the first few episodes. I was looking for her. And next thing I know, I was really, really hooked with the concept of the world. And I really liked um, Deku as a character. Very Spider-Man vibes. Um, and I got really intrigued with the story and how the villains and what it meant to be a hero and the philosophies that it started uh, talking about as it went through the first season. So... Yeah, I really, really relate to that. The the philosophies and the growth of Deku. Um, Deku really knows how to carry the series. The and that's the the main person that I root for in my hero is definitely Deku. Uh, the the one thing for me though with Deku is I feel like you really get to see a consistent growth throughout every season. Every season is a new ability or a new mentor or a new internship, and you see that this character like continuously grinds and new villains appear, and it's always fresh. I never feel like it's dull. My hero, do, do you guys like see it that way, or do you see it differently? It it's it's never dull. It always does keep you. Ex- um, it always does throw unexpected surprises at you. But I'm just gonna say that doesn't mean all these unexpected surprises are always good. Like, um, oh, what do you mean? Okay, so this happened in in season five, and it was like relatively early. I don't know how I feel about um, Deku awakening previous quirks from other holders of All for One or One for All. Dang it. Because it's it's just a really, really weird to me because judging by uh, the other uh, the previous owners of the quirk, it's never really happened. Like All Might didn't have anything except his uh, super strength. But now all of a sudden here Deku is with uh, One for All and Black Whip. And apparently he has the ability to get like six other quirks out of this. It's just like, okay, are we just super supermaning this guy up? Like All Might was already Superman. Are we super supermaning here? It, it, it was just really, really like, are they really throwing this in? Like one wasn't enough. Like the most powerful quirk in the world wasn't enough. So uh, to co- to counter that, um, I do think my hero has a lot of issues and I don't think it was uh, consistently a good growth on Deku's side. Like some of it was pretty slow. Um, like it took him a solid, what was it? Two or three seasons to get to where he's at right now, uh, to yeah. where he's actually competent in the terms of fighting. And that's one of the biggest critiques is my hero is actually pretty slow. Like we're almost six seasons into the anime and we're still in the high school. Uh, like by this point, Oh, Nar- I never thought of it that way. That's like, true. We're still only getting through one year um, of the series. Um, I could be <laughs> wrong in that, but this is six seasons in and we've only done one year. Yeah, and, no, I get what you mean. And uh, that's pretty slow. But as for the stockpiling quirk, they yeah. actually address that a few times. One is he's the 13th holder, which has had specific meaning and value um, into the definition, but he's also, if I recall correctly, and do call me on this if I'm correct, incorrect, he's also the first holder without a quirk himself. 
Um, she I believe that ha- is the case. Yeah. No, no. Tell she didn't have a quirk. All Might didn't have a quirk. That doesn't make sense then. Uh, because uh, All Might got his power from... Uh, then All Might got it from his previous mentor, and his mentor's power was flight, not super strength. Right. Wait. So he ha- he did have a quirk before... I believe he did have a quirk before one... Honestly, and, and think of it think of it this way. Sorry for cutting you off, but the only quirkless person really that we I can think of in My Hero at the beginning it was Deku. Everyone else kind of had a quirk. I can't think of another person who never had a quirk. So I, I really do believe you're, you're, you're hitting it on the head you're, with, you're, with that. You're probably right. I'm probably just remembering it wrong. It's just... Well, I probably am still just a little weird to me. That's all. And then uh, additionally, uh, what was it that what else that was a thing in it is uh, Toshi um, also grasped onto. Oh, 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 wait, no. Backtrack. Rewind. Um, They all for one is a sub is a off breed and a mutation of one for all. One for all has been shown to use other powers and steal them for his own. So it makes sense um, to how Deku can tap into other powers and past users, similar to the Avatar state, Avatar state, and um, it makes sense. But it's int- I point out what you did say. It is interesting that he can tap into it, but maybe other users never actually tried because Deku is significantly smarter than All Might is. The other okay. thing too is though, I, I is- can see. Well, go ahead, Jane. Yeah, just, just just to conclude on that, if let's say he only had the one quirk, you know, and he didn't have any other powers, I'm sorry, I understand that it's like supermaning him, him up, but like, what else would would, would there ha- would there be there? It would just be like, okay, I have my one power, and that's all I can do. Like, you severely limit the growth and like the, the possibilities in the battles and everything. It makes it way more boring. I'm happy he's gonna get supermaned up, honestly, because that's when he's you the main up, character. That's when you bring in tactics, like you fight smarter, not harder. Like, look at Flash, for instance. The only thing he can do is go fast and yet here he is like phasing through walls running through time like super speeding it up and his intellect is super fast like you can do a shit ton with just one power like just because you have one power doesn't mean you're extremely limited it just means you have that one to focus on to bring out like your ultimate potential so technically this is one power because it stockpiled all the other powers throughout all the years and then just put it into this one power uh, so technically, it is this one power. Power. Okay, I, um, I, I get, I get, I get the argument on both sides. I just. Um, additionally, as for tactics, Deku has shown that. But even at the beginning of the series, um, All Might told Deku that there are some enemies, there are enemies that you will face that you need a quirk to face with. So they already built it up into this universe where power. If you do not have, you can be as smart and as clever, and you can be Batman, who is incredibly te- uh, technologically good and have all the tech in them. But if you are not strong enough, if you are not powerful enough, you will lose. That is the universe that my hero set up in episode one. He was also right. telling that to Deku because he had no quirk at all. Yes. And but, yet here he is with All Might's quirk, like but, the quirk of the symbol of peace later on. There is no way All Might would be able to take on, say, Shigaraki. Huh, I don't believe that's, that. I, that's, a, <laughs> that's a bit of a hot take. I mean, he because, does take out uh, One for All. Well, yes, One for All, but One for All doesn't have Shigaraki's power. Now imagine One for All with One for All's power and now make it so that All Might, all he does is punch. So and now make it so that Shigaraki has, then this is with spoilers in the anime that's coming up in season six. Oh, maybe, 
No, um, no, no, okay, okay, yeah, let's cut, let's cut that, let's cut it there. I don't, want, I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to be spoiled. Like, uh, I mean, they've already uh, started uh, hinting it, and season five, they've already started showing. Yeah. That actually, I know what you're talking about. I read it on the wiki. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he remembered. I don't. Okay, well, maybe let's let's cut it there for that because I know where you're going sooner, and we can talk about it off podcast. But uh, I do concede the point. I do see what you mean. Yeah, there there is no Uh, way someone who can touch Shigaraki is going to. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Ooh. I want to go. I want to go to like some highlight battles, like stuff. I, I just like like uh, rapid fire, like some battles I I absolutely loved. Um, I I wanted to just start with uh, season one. Uh, it's the entrance exam, and uh, Deku has no points, and then this big robot shows up, and th- this is really the moment where I fell in love with the series, where we just saw uh the robot showing up and everything, and everyone's running away from it, and, and Deku's like, you know what? I'm a hero. I'm I'm gonna go punch that thing in the face and right now. I don't care what 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 happens. I don't care what what occurs and the music comes in and it just is such an epic moment that i truly enjoyed and even if the robot was worth no points it was the fact that opportunity was afforded in that moment to, for deku to stand out and you know make a name for himself as a hero and I, he really seized it and i really really loved it what did you guys think of like that specific moment i mean, he, I, mean I loved it because it was the first time we actually saw deku really use the power like i didn't love the flappy arm and legs afterwards though (laughs) but i love the punch the flappy arm at the end i forgot about that yeah because he shattered it turned all of his bones in his arm to dust yeah yeah true true that that is actually something i really really enjoyed about one for all in comparison to a lot of other super strengths and a lot of things involving in my, my hero academia's power system in general is that there's a usually a scientific logical explanation to how they work like yes there's a lot of force mm-hmm. behind deku's abilities but without the actual strength and physique to back it up he's going to crush himself which makes sense from a momentum point of yeah. view um as for that scene right there, I don't think he was really thinking about the opportunity at all as he was just thinking about saving Uchako, which is what got okay, him one see. for all in general, is that he rushes, when he sees someone in danger or someone who needs help, he rushes in without thinking. He doesn't even think about yeah. it first. He just goes in to protect someone. And that's what All yeah, Might okay, that's saw. Fair. That's what All Might saw in Deku and made him want to pass on one for all to him. Um, it was the want to protect, want to save and want to be a hero. And this goes into the main, one of the two main philosophies in the show, which is what it means to be a hero. Um, it's, it's very, it was very cool to see. I do think that was one of the, one of the best moments in the show. Um, so, so I definitely do agree with that. Uh, flappy arms makes sense. I do. I do no, yeah, see it, how it, it can be sense. silly. I, it makes sense. I love. I do. I do love seeing it just because, like, you see how much power Deku puts into his punch. The only reason I didn't love it is just because of how gross it was. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> you're cheering, but you're also grossed out. But I'm like, I loved it every time. But every time I saw like Deku flick and like breaking his fingers individually, like when he was uh, uh, fighting Todoroki in the sports festival. Oh, for that instance. was another insane league. That was that fight was so good. Just um, like his color, his colors getting like darker and darker and darker with each flick, like just doing more and more damage. I'm like, eh, Deku, stop, stop, stop. I mean, he was and, and going on to that point with Todoroki and such like that. Thank, uh, thank God he didn't do like a like a one for all headbutt or something. <laughs> he did headbutt Todoroki once. Remember? No, well, I know, but not but not with one for all. He just <laughs> regular headbutt. But no, if, it, if he used he it like, with power behind it, and then his like, head was like purple and swollen, then there would have been problems. <laughs> In, head. 
going back into like what it means to be a hero and such and Deku's willingness to just jump in without thinking to help someone he knew Todoroki was suffering emotionally and so he wasn't yeah. even winning uh, thinking about winning the match he just wanted to get through to Todoroki he just yeah. wanted to help him this goes back to Deku's like entire thing of I which, want to protect people I want to help which people. shows more which yes. shows hero as more as like or as more than just, uh, okay, I'm going to get you away from this bullet that's coming at you, but, like, I'm saving you from your internal struggle, too. Like, I mean, hell, that's something that Batman and Superman and, like, other DC and Marvel heroes have done as well. Like, I mean, just be- just because you're a hero doesn't mean you're always saving them from, like, immediate physical danger. Like, there's other dangers out there they're saving you from. I mean, in contrast as well, in Season 3, one of their s- studies tells them to smile when saving a victim so that the right. victim is more feels more calm and safe like everything's going to be okay like a hero's job isn't just to save them from danger it's to make them feel safe like everything's and, going to be and right. deku's and deku's first word in that festival wow this looks bad no you moron <laughs> yes and then that goes you back stupid, to stupid moron that goes back to all might's i am here it's a i'm here so you can i'm here so you can be calm now everything's going right. to be all right that's, or uh, yes, sorry, uh, sorry to take away from that. Or another example of that is uh, Mirio when he takes off his uh, cape and wraps it around Airy uh, for like, do you know why heroes wear capes so they can comfort the people they save? That's a, and just wraps it around her like a blanket. That's a better example than most superhero examples of capes. I'm gonna <laughs> quote a quote yeah. in the mode: no capes. Q Q Incredibles uh, cape sabotage mode. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But I saw, I to be honest, Mir- let's uh let's hop to another fight that I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, I think this is one that uh, everyone loved, but the uh the uh, Deku versus uh, Stain, the whole Stain battle. Uh, I love oh, so, so much th- this. Ida, uh, Ida Deku, Todoroki and, and Deku. It was Todoroki. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Versus Stain. Uh, when they all ganked up on him at the end with like a, it was like a what double punch, single kick kind of thing. I don't remember the specifics of it, it but it was, it was like such a, an epic fight. Yeah, like Deku, like the finishing blow at least. Like Deku punched him in the face as Ida kicked him in the side, like the other way. So it was like a like a spin cycle thing for the for the final blow. God, that was brutal. But Stain, Stain in general think? is just freaking psychotic, and I, I honestly miss Stain. <laughs> <laughs> you miss Stain. I, I do because I, after I, after that fight, like we hear about his influence and everything else. But like two, three seasons after that, I'm like, whatever happened to Stain? He died. I mean, hell, did he die? They say he died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. All right. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, so, at least in, at the in that episode, uh, they say at the end that he passed away short after from oh, like, overexerting. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen that episode, so I guess that's why. But I mean, like wait, even wait, wait, in season the, five, the even says- in season five. Uh, sorry, just one one quick thing. Even in season five, I can't remember if it's twice or. Uh, Mr. Compress says even like Stain's influence has all but disappeared at this point. And he wonders why Toga's even still part of the League of Villains, because that's the entire reason she joined. But I'm just like, wait, his entire influence is gone. What happened to him? But then now that he said he's dead, I'm like, oh, right. Huh? <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, what are you saying, yeah, but the, 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 the one thing I want to specify was that the, the wiki says status alive. Um, so I don't know. For uh, if you re- d- 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 don't look at the wiki unless you want spoilers from the manga later on ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but if it's, like, if it's on a page of a character that's dead, I, I'm good. You know, like if the story doesn't continue. But this, 
It does say yeah, he's alive. Yeah, but it says alive. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, they, yeah, that, that's I'm... that's uh, spoilers for the manga. You do uh, as as what? Okay, so this is probably getting cut out as well. But as long as far as we know in the anime, he is dead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> there you go, listeners. Next topic. <laughs> Actually, okay, uh, no. if if I can if I can like shift gears entirely here, <laughs> please please do. Okay, there's there's a character that I really want to talk about because I didn't start. I I like this character fine, like seasons one through three, but I started loving him in season four afterwards. I want to talk about uh, Kiroshima real quick. Ooh, do you guys remember Kiroshima, Kiroshima by name? Oh yeah. Kirishima yes, or course. Red Riot, he's the one who can uh, harden his skin as hard as he possibly can, like crackles and everything appear in his skin afterwards. I, I mainly want to talk about like his internship with Fat Gum, who I also love. <laughs> Fat Gum's amazing. Um, but just the the entire overhaul mission, like especially his side, where he's just going in trying to make a name for himself. Like he wanted to be a hero, but didn't know how to make his quirk work, like to be said hero. And then before even the overhaul mission, he comes up with the, uh, his ultimate mode, Unbreakable. I fucking love Unbreakable. <laughs> so Unbreakable cool. Unbreakable was so cool, but it, it's too short. It went by too short. I well, was like, yeah, okay, because cool, he, cool. He, was just, he was just using it for like the first time. So obviously he's going to train himself up to get better at it. I but can't just, wait. I can't wait. I, I hope that like it becomes like a... Like a like a Super Saiyan, you know, you can stay in like Super Saiyan like long time for long periods of times, you know, or, I hope, or like, at least unbreakable or at least like, a few minutes, like five, ten minutes, because like if if you're in a mode that like can't be damaged for like five minutes in a fight, that's a freaking long time where like every second counts in a fight. And here you are for like ten minutes in a mode that literally cannot be touched. Uh Except it can be, and we saw like almost instantly. Well, well after. yeah, yeah, with, with enough force, but I'm saying like with enough training and everything, I'm pretty sure he can toughen it up like even further. Yeah, but it's still not like, going to be unbreakable. unbreakable. Well, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Though. Like it's if we put one for all against it, it's going to shatter. Well, instantly. okay, that's not a fair concept. <laughs> I mean, it's but <laughs> but like it, but like I want to believe that unbreakable, like maybe not the mode it's in now, but like after a little bit, could withstand a point blank explosion from Bakugo. Oh, probably. Yeah. Probably. So like like more training obviously will will build up to more like heavy impact strikes against him and he'll be able to take him. Like I'm not saying he'll be able to take a United States of Smash attack anytime soon, but he's going to he's going to be able to stay standing a lot longer than a lot of other people. And it ins- Fair enough, but- and it inspired Acid Man from from Mina and I love Mina. So there's that. <laughs> I want to just touch back on Unbreakable, though. I found this uh, uh f- found this quote. Uh, Red Riot Unbreakable, however, despite its augmented uh, offensive and defensive properties, can be worn down with repeated hits, namely powerful ones. Uh, Kendo Rappa's rapid fire punches effortlessly broke through its form through his form. Uh, uh, although uh, Kirishima uh, can counteract this through str- uh, strong will by continuously rehardening after his defenses are broken, also he has noted that this form can only be used for 40 seconds at a time. Yeah, so I do believe that there's room for improvement, obviously, yeah. but I would love to see well, it like a. The, these guys, when you think about it, like, yeah, Kappa was able to effortlessly break Unbreakable, but these guys are all still in school. They're all still actually learning to use their quirks as heroes. So, like, think about when they become pros like how how dangerous that's going to be for villains yeah speaking of speaking of character growth 
I don't think that I think this has been touched on multiple times in multiple scenarios and discussing by Tiro Academia. But the character that has grown the most in the entire series has to be Bakugo. Uh, ooh, why do you say that? In the first episode, he he in the first episode he told Deku to kill himself, and now because of how weak he is, he basically said, "You need to stop living. Just throw yourself off a, br- a building." And hope that you're born with a power in your next life. That is literally what he said to him in the first episode. And now, when he was trying to teach children, he said, you shouldn't underestimate someone just because they're weaker than you. He's calmer. Mm. He's more level-headed. He's more respectful. He looks at Deku more as a rival. He's more respectful. No, he is. He is way more respectful. He actually uh, listens to authority and is willing to listen and learn from someone else rather than thinking he is the best. I'm sorry, but if you polish a piece of poop, it is still a piece of poop. (laughs) But he's not anymore. He is. No, he is not. 100% is not. Because one, he even looks at Deku less as a person to step over and more as a rival. Like, his entire uh, things that he says to Deku now are to say, this is your weak spot, this is where you, this is what was annoying about you, this was, this was annoying, this is what really put me down, and this is how you can improve that. Like, when Deku was about after that first fight uh, with Deku, uh, second fight, second fight, yes, second fight, uh, Deku asks, what did you think of my shoot style? This was season three. And he said it was predictable and easy to read, but it was annoying when you started using punches as well, which gave Deku the uh, knowledge that he should mix things up and throw in punches as well. And even recently, he's been saying, you need to master one for all. You need to master one for all. Um, He's been building Deku up and wanting him to be as strong as possible. And even recently, he didn't just shun or or roll his eyes at the fact of learning from Endeavor, he actually listened to him and learned from him. He's got power. He's he's very powerful and he is very confident. Oh, that, in power. There's no denying that. Okay. There's no denying okay. that. Okay. Put putting it putting in perspective, yeah, you're hundred percent right. Bakugo has come a long way. I'm probably no, just sure. speaking out of bias because I do not like Bakugo. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's loud and abrasive, but he's confident for a reason. He is by far one of the strongest. But in the first few seasons, one of the first thing one of the in one through three, he was shown humility after humility after humility. First with um, Todoroki and how strong he is. Then he was the cause for All Might's uh, demise, and he had a breakdown because of that. Then his person that you thought he was superior to in his entire life since he was a kid is now getting stronger than him and surpassing him. Like, uh, he has been humbled to the ground. And if you compare him well, he to where he humbled. started this is true, this is a true to now. This a Naruto relationship. <laughs> well, actually, funny story. Uh, Bakugo is, this goes into the writing of My Hero Academia. Bakugo is yeah. inspired by Naruto. He has blonde spiky hair, an orange and black jumpsuit uh, outfit. He's loud, obnoxious, always talking up to himself, and his syllables reach the same thing. Baku go Naruto. <laughs> My life is never going to be able to see it. Well, I'm I'm broken. All he right. is, Let's wrap the yeah, episode yeah. up here. Ooh. I need to process. Thank you so much for, for tuning into this episode reasons. of the podcast. <laughs> he is Naruto. Uh, soon from- are, you're never welcome back. All right, bye guys. <laughs> He is Naruto from the perspective of people outside if Naruto wasn't the protagonist. I want to touch on a point, though. Uh, 
what did you guys think? I think the most important arc that he's in, the one where I see the most growth from him, uh, was, was is when he gets captured by the League of Villains and then he gets rescued and the whole teamwork uh, that's surrounded that. I what was, did you guys I think was, of that whole I was fully expecting moment? Bakugo to go full-on League of Villain mode, like right then and oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. Huh. I knew he wasn't going to be evil. It was like too- don't like. It, I mean, yeah, it was super predictable because like uh, a guy with Bakuyo's characteristics, like you would you would think would just like jump on the evil train and like take all the strength for himself and like not care what anyone thinks, which is what he does. Like, I mean, his hero names were like Kill, Burn, Kill, or ex- or <laughs> Explosion, Explosion Burner, or stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just like hearing a hero say all these. It's like, okay, you're a little more than concerning. I mean, but it, but like that again. That's that's my stance. So when he was kidnapped by the villains, I kind of thought he would, but at the same time, he is way too freaking stubborn to know when he's beat or give in to anyone else but himself. So I was kind of mm-hmm. teetering, but I was leaning more so on like he's going to be a bad guy, isn't he? I I was the opposite. I was like, he's too far the extreme already in the sinister that his character development wouldn't make sense to go more sinister. It would make more sense to go backwards and go more good. Which also back to the character development, he was all loner at the be- beginning of the series. Now he's working with people as well. So, anyways, that's another thing. But um, yeah, no, I thought when he was exp- like, a lot of people are saying he's going to go evil. He's going to go evil. And I was looking at his character development. I was like. No, because he's already pretty sinister and evil right now. He's it already would, pretty evil. We, yeah, we like, can't make him yeah, evil, it's, evil. It would be bad writing to make evil, him more evil. so. It would be bad writing to hammer down on it. Instead, they, you want to do the opposite with a character when it comes to character development. Okay, fair. But one character that... Uh, sorry to uh, switch gears so drastically here. One character that did start from evil and then just went fully off the edge that I want to touch on is Shigaraki. Like, Shigaraki in, in the start, like, yes, he's he's the bad guy. He's decomposing and he's following in his master uh, all for one's footsteps. But as the seasons go on, he gets more ruthless. He gets more brutal. Like, the like. okay, I just saw this a couple weeks ago for the first time. When Overhaul was defeated, um... He and Mr. Compress walk up to Overhaul's unmoving body after wrecking the medic bay that he was in. And Compress takes away one of uh, Shigaraki's, or not one of Shigaraki's, sorry. One of Overhaul's arms for uh, revenge for his own. And then Shigaraki just just <laughs> decays the other arm, leaving him, leaving Overhaul entirely powerless and armless. And just leaving him after slicing off the other arm. So, I'm just like, God damn, that's fucking messed up, and I love it. Because so, that is the shit you want your villain to do. So before um, before I go into that, I actually want to see if Jaden has any thoughts, because we've been talking over him this entire time, and I feel really bad. No, 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 no stress. No, okay, yeah, in terms of Shigaraki, I've always really enjoyed him. Um, I think that he was a good villain from the start. But what really uh, threw me off was when I saw him appear, I was like, okay, this is the main bad guy. But at the end of season one, we clearly see that he is working for someone. Uh, But he has uh, immense growth and development. You see him hit lows and then... uh, also, his personality, I how can I even say this? Like, this guy's not well, you know? This guy's <laughs> extremely dark, and this guy, like, loves destroying basically anything with his bare hands, and he wants to literally reshape the, the world. Uh, 
I see a little bit of a Itachi in him in, in terms of just wanting to just take over everything and just become an absolute uh, villain. Uh, obviously, early Itachi, Itachi has different developments. Uh, they, they aren't that similar at the end of it. Uh, but uh, I I do know what happens after season season five. Um, and uh, I think it's, it's a good uh, fit for him as well, is what I'll say. So I am going to say the opposite. Um... <laughs> I'm going to be the opposite oh, man here and say he was a very bad villain at the beginning, but that's the point. Um, the, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of with Tsunar here. Like, he was a very bad villain. Like, he looked at the entire thing as a game, and he didn't care if he won or lost. The entire time, uh, he didn't care if he won or lost. He just looked at it like a game and got mad and like a spoiled child, throw a tantrum, and tried again. And his anger was less controlled and more of a rage. And his this goes into the what it means to be a villain side of um, My Hero Academia. And he becomes a he goes from a spoiled brat who's throwing a tantrum to actually a conniving, sinister, intelligent mastermind. And that is what's scary, is he learned to control the anger he had and channel it and actually think very strategically and manipulating people under his thumb. He has gotten right. so, so manipulative and so good at what he does, and he has become a villain in the same way that he did Deku, that Deku became a hero. Um, he has been, become so good that Toga went from idolizing Stain and doing everything for Stain, and the entire League of Villains went from doing things because Stain was doing it to they're going to follow him regardless. Right. It's no longer Stain's motivations that's motivating them. It's and, Shigaraki's. And it, it got to the point, like, this, this is the very end of Season 5, but I still want to touch on it. When the League of Villains was attacking the... Uh, God, I can't remember it. But it was... The leader looked like Doofensmertz. Like, if you've seen the memes, <laughs> he looks like he looks like Heinz Doofensmertz from Phineas and Ferb. I can't remember his name. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> can never run here but but like the sheer fight between shigaraki and him and really the league of villains versus all of these other guys like this hundred part and after everything's said and done of all for one's like big ace in the hole like this massive mountain of a guy like who shigaraki's been fighting for like two months in order to gain dominance over him just swears allegiance to him right then and there and it's just like you see the leader that Shigaraki has has become at the end of season five, and it's yeah. freaking insane to think of like this was just a kid from the gutter, and now he's like nothing short of an emperor <laughs> at the end of all this. I have and, so many complaints about that and, se- that part of the season, though. Oh god, that was so spe- bad. We'll uh, we'll we'll get to. You. I just have one more thing to touch on, and something something on Shigaraki that has always bothered me is the hands around him, like just the part of his costume. I always just thought it was weird and then when it was revealed that it was like the hands of his victims or the hands of his family and it's just like oh good god (laughs) just that entire flashback scene of him discovering his quirk for the first time and like little shigaraki growing from uh with all for one watching him and it's just like my god (laughs) this was that that was hard to watch just just because of course a villain needs a tragic backstory but still fuck me (laughs) Yeah, no, I had an I had issues with that entire arc. That was the My Villain Academia arc, and yeah. boy, oh boy, was that done terribly. They cut out <laughs> so much and censored so much in comparison to the you're, manga. You're talking from the manga, yeah? Yeah. 
Like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they skipped over Giganto Machina's entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Remind, remind us, Giganto Machina. Who was that? Giganta. That was the big guy that they were fighting and training against. Oh, okay. That was the mountain. All right. I gotcha. Yeah. No, they skipped over his entire entrance. And that's why I don't remember his name, isn't it? I just call him Mountain. (laughs) Yeah. No. uh, Like they skipped over his entire entrance, and then uh, with the professor, I don't remember his name. This is one character I funny because there was a whole. uh, Oh, the 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 doctor who was working on Shigaraki at the end there in the anime they uh they just kind of stood there talking to him while in the manga they tried to rush him and he actually pushed them back (laughs) and teleported them away and said i have all the power here um basically it was there, there was there was so much cut out of that arc including like uh, the Mr. Um, like Doofenshmirtz, I'm going to call him. Uh, like I'm so grand- sorry we can't remember his actual name, but he looks too much like Doofenshmirtz not to use it. Yeah, I no, think we're I just going to call him Doofenshmirtz. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Anytime, buddy. Anytime. Bakugo Naruto. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz but, Evil Incorporated. <laughs> but um, like, they cut out the scene of the, the torture scene where he's breaking the guy's fingers. And so... Uh, and, oh, their their contact. Yeah, and or like, twice his friend. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of murders and such like that. That's arc. There was so much cut out of that arc. So much meat and character development and story progression, and it was just, mm, it was irritating. Y- <laughs> it you know was what? So if, bad. You know what? If anything, this is just telling me I need to read more manga. <laughs> Well, the manga is so much better. But uh, but one thing, one thing, uh, it, it is still in this arc. One thing that I am happy we got to see from League of Villains while this whole attack was happening, all of their quirks got upgraded and it was amazing to watch. Like twice, um, twice his backstory was that uh, he made clones of himself like bank robberies and stuff like that. But then... Yeah. He lost control and didn't know what one was the original and almost died as a result due to like a three day long battle. So he would always only make copies of two and he would always never copy himself. But now here we are. There's a wave of twice rushing at you or or Toga uh, drinking Ochako's blood um, like as she's trying to escape the wave. And then all of a sudden here she is using Ochako's quirk and she takes out like 50 guys. Which, uh, funnily enough, uh, the, the, the video game uh, actually yeah. spoiled that. <laughs> Um, the video game that came out like years ago, the, 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 I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. No, in the game, in the game, Toga, when she transformed into the person she absorbed the blood of, she gained the powers for a short time. So that was literally a spoiler for what was happening down. I honestly thought, I honestly thought it was just a mechanic because like if, if they gave Toga like special combos for like all the other characters, like there would have been no reason for her um, to change in the first place. So I thought it was just right. a mechanic because you, if she changed into Ochako, for example, it's just so much easier from a game development aspect to just have Ochako's combos as a result and all of her combos use her quirk. Yeah, no, that was a 100% a spoiler. That was there for a reason. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, like in gears? in the game, if you hit the quirk buttons, like I I play it on PlayStation. If you hit triangle and circle, if uh, she's in, um, if she's in disguise mode, it doesn't do anything. What, so, what, like, all she has is her combos. What are you saying, Jaden? Yeah, no, uh, I was wanting to switch gears maybe and uh, mention uh, twice. Twice is like a, a villain that I absolutely love. I cannot get enough of, of him. Um, I don't know him. Tell me if I'm wrong. 
I'm getting Deadpool vibes from Twice. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> no, he was inspired like, there, by there Deadpool. There was no question. He was inspired by like, Deadpool. That's been that, that's, confirmed. That's why like his his personality is split and like why one is somewhat concerned and logical and the other one is kill, kill, bury, kill. <laughs> yeah. What are your what were your thoughts on this villain? Because I, I honestly want way more of Twice. Uh I want Twice. I, as I, more I love Twice. Twice. He's and, he's yeah. He's amazing to watch, especially now that he just has a waves and waves of following him. It like I, I love psychotic villains like twice that are just like going back and forth between personalities like Joker or well, Deadpool, like anti-hero, but you know what I mean. And like just people who just absolutely lose it, especially if they're on the villain side, is amazing to me. Yes. What about you, uh Tsunar? Eh. <laughs> I don't right, ha- Oh really? I, I, yeah. No, I I I, no, I don't hate him. But I don't think he's too special either. Like, he's there. Fair That's enough. That's basically my thoughts of him. That's basically my thoughts on every League of Villain character that isn't Shigaraki. Is they're just okay. there. Okay, fine. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's uh, let's jump like, to another... Uh, uh, yeah. Again, the manga does better at shaping them out. But if we're just talking about the anime, the anime does not do the characters justice at all. Okay, Because they fair skipped enough. over the My Villain Academia arc so bad. Sorry. Triggered. If, uh, um, Jane, are you okay if I, if I switch gears real quick? Yeah, of course. Of there, course. Go ahead. There's one, well, there's one set of villains I just want to get your guys' opinion on. Um, what did you guys think of Gentleman and La Brava? Gentleman and La Brava. You're going to have to r- remind me. Gentleman. Oh, oh my gosh. Horrible. No, no, no. Waste of time. Waste of freaking time. Uh, again, man. again, that, that's kind of why I wanted to bring him up. No, because next next topic, next topic, <laughs> next topic. The most pointless literal pair that like, why did we even waste Deku's time with this? It was so stupid. It was so, such a, I didn't understand. I was like watching the episode. I was like, is this why I bought Crunchyroll? No, this is not why I do this. Uh, no, man, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really either because like when I first saw him, I'm like, He's streaming all of his crimes and hasn't been caught. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like it's so it, stupid. It was just a tragic love story, and I'm just like, this is in my hero show because <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like, know. Yeah, I really so, liked him. Like I, I was more excited about like the school festival and like Eri coming in and like the uh, what class one A was planning like the entire time, and then Deku's like, you're not wrecking this festival. I'm like, this is. Okay, but why? <laughs> like we 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 right. ju- we just come off of a big um like overhaul's entire arc, and now here we are just building the uh like you can do slice of life stuff in in shonen. It's fine. It's fine. You you need a break every now and again. You don't need to fill it with action every chance you get. And then I see gentlemen and Labrava. I'm like they're bad, but to me they were entertainingly bad just because of like how stupid and silly it was. <laughs> But yeah, the, the weird thing is that the thing that connected that they were bad guys was Deku realized they were drinking tea in a cafe. Really? No, <laughs> no, no. He recognized them because he recognized them from their Instagram stuff. He, he, yeah. Okay. That's the even stupider media. though. He saw them at the cafe. He did recognize him from that. But then the thing that clicked it was gentleman was famous for always drinking tea before his crimes. And that's exactly what they did here. And it's just like, well, crap. <laughs> Way to give it just uh, immediately away. Giving it away. I, I didn't have, what did I didn't you think have, of much, I didn't have much on these guys. I just wanted to touch on them because of how pointless they were. No, of course. But what were your thoughts, Sunar, on Gentleman? Again, it was eh. Like, I didn't yeah. care either way. <laughs> um, 
I, 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 yeah, no, I, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it was like, it was definitely a filler because I, I think, I think it's 100%. confirmed that the manga was never meant to be this long. And so I think the author has been kind of stretching things out to make it longer. Um, and mm. he's been, that's that, that was, which makes entirely sense to some, why some arcs just feel pointless. Like they don't accomplish anything at all. Um, and I think that was a prime example. Like you could cut that out, which actually angers me. Uh, I, I you could have <laughs> cut that out and given more room to my villain academia, and that would have been fine. <laughs> that would have worked. Big support like, of the, I get, my villain I get academia. That it, I get that it was. I get that it was a filler and everything else. Like they, like the the school festival and everything like that was going on. That actually had a bit of a story just because of Ari. But gentlemen in Lavrava in general. <laughs> I, I, like I said, to me, they're bad. Like, they didn't need to be in the show. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad they were because they were entertainingly bad, to me at least. So I, I see I see all arguments, though. Like, I see, like, they didn't need to be in there at all. Or, like, the show couldn't exist without... Okay, I don't see that argument. That's a lie. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm just happy I got what I got. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, what were you said? Uh, what did you say, Jaden? No, I was just... I'm I no. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of the gentleman. I don't know where else to go for, with this one, honestly. All right. Uh, go go for another gear, uh, Hotshot. Uh, if you want to X out another topic, uh, go for it. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll X out another one here. Um. Okay. So, Sunar, you probably know way more about this because it's probably something out in the manga or anything or everything already. But for people who have just watched the show, Hawks Endgame. Like, just his, him infiltrating the League of Villains and him, like, trying to learn everything from the inside out and also playing the hero card. Or really just Hawk in general. Like, it, it's weird It's weird to see, like, a sleuth kind of... Like, a sleuth kind of thing going on with a superhero, to me. It, like, he pretends he doesn't want anything to do with being a hero, but, like, here he is, is like, number two on the ranking and everything else. Like, he has the power and he has the skills and everything to back it up, but he just... He's the Shikamaru of the group. He'd rather just chill. And yet here he is sneaking in to League of Villains and trying to learn everything and feed information through. For a while, it was giving me the runaround because I didn't know if he was like faking being a hero or faking being a villain. Yeah. Honestly, I'm still confused on Hawk. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Do you want me to answer that? Uh, In a non-spoilery way, yes. He is a he is a hero. I mean, yeah. I mean that's yeah, yeah, honestly no, I- that's honestly all 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 need just because like I was legit confused because frankly that's how good Hawk is at playing this off. Like I didn't like me as a viewer, I didn't know if yeah, he no. was a good guy or a bad guy anymore. No, I had no doubts that he was a good guy. None. Well, the, especially the, with the, season the five. See, yeah, but the the way I see it is that when he was infiltrating the League of Villains, it's. I understand why viewers would get confused as to like, is he trying to switch sides or he's just trying to get intel? You know, like yeah. he, he did toe the line. You know, he did tiptoe the line more than other heroes have. Um, well, I mean, that's how you and, uh, that's how you play the storyline of a double agent is just like or a, like an infiltrator is like you want to fool everyone. Like there, there's a saying, you got to fool your allies if you want to fool your enemies, and that's kind of what yeah. he's doing with the viewers in my eyes. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy that Hawk is is a hero. But at the same time, I'm just like, it'd still be kind of cool if like he had to fight Endeavor as a villain. 
No, absolutely. But uh, to go back on Hawk, I, I want to plant my flag here. Uh, Hawk's quirk is my favorite quirk. Uh, I absolutely oh, love the feathers. Uh, yeah, the feathers is fantastic, especially the the one moment when like that that building was collapsing and there was all those people in it, and you just see like all these fl- feathers flying off of him and just like grabbing people and then like safely putting them down to the ground. I was like, that's a pretty good. I love the fact that he can yeah. that he can use his feathers like grow them out and extend them as like swords. Like that's oh, so freaking cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really cool. No, I'm a big fan of Hawk. Uh, regardless of a uh, good guy, bad guy vibes, uh, absolutely a great uh, hero, according to Sunar. <laughs> Villain, according to me. <laughs> yeah, Person, no, according like, to look, me. We're, we're still, we're giving people false hope here, okay? <laughs> With him giving, um, like, so many, like, telling Endeavor, Deku, and everybody about what's going on with yeah. the League of Villains. Yeah. There's no yeah, doubt yeah, that he's true. a hero. He's like, still, if he was a villain, he would have... He's hmm? still playing a very dangerous game here, though. I mean, he revealed everything that's going on behind those scenes. Everything. So it's not like he's tiptoeing, oh, I'm probably a villain. Uh, no, he, 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 he told everything. Uh, I think, well, in all seriousness, we, we've hit a, a, a bunch of topics here that are, are really good. Is there any, like, other big topics you guys want to get into before we do uh, final thoughts? Uh, I, I want to, I want to talk, I want to talk one topic real quick, just because I want your guys' take on it. Of course. Um, in, in, in season four, when uh, the big three were introduced and Night Eye and everything was introduced, like the Night Eye agency, um, Night Eye was very abdomen on the fact that Mirio should have gotten the power for one for all. I kind of want to touch on that. What do you guys would think would have happened if Mirio got it instead of Deku? Oh, man. Um, obviously, we would not have the amazing series we have now. But Mirio as a character, to me, uh, he always felt like more of a mentor, you know? And I, I just feel like he had enough. Like when he, when he comes when he comes into the picture of the anime, he's developed. You know, he people look up to him and they want to see him go on. Uh, he could have definitely had one for all and carried it well for sure. Uh, I, I think he would have done a good job with that. But uh, I'm I'm glad we had the Deku do it instead. I, I mean, I am too. But at the same time, I'm just imagining like more than anything, I'm imagining fight scenes like with uh, Mirio's uh, with Mirio's face through power, like just charging through mm-hmm. the ground, but at the same time. I'm charging an all for one punch. I just kind of want to see that like once just because it would have seemed amazing. Like, yeah, obviously I'm glad. Obviously I'm glad it was Deku and not Mirio, but I still can't help but fantasize what it would have been like. So, well, I think Mirio. Okay. So my opinion on that aspect is I think Mirio would be both be stronger and weaker than Deku is. How do you figure? Meaning? So one, he'd have a quirk of his own. So right. he would have the ability and the uh, his own quirk to tie into it. So starting out, yes, he would definitely have been stronger than get Deku. He would probably have had more control over one for all. Uh, uh, all for one, sorry. No, one for all. Yes, he would have had more control over one for all. He would have been way better at the start and so on and so forth. But I don't think he would have had been able to tap into the other quirks like Deku is doing right now. Uh, the reason why Deku, one of the reasons I think Deku is tapping into him is because he didn't have a quirk. And he's coming in from a perspective of having to learn the quirk from the get a quirk from the get go, which is I think that is what's t- allowing him to tap into the other uh, other uh, holders of One for All. And I think if Mirio had it, he wouldn't be focusing so much on his quirk and learning it as much as Deku is currently. Okay. And so I think in the long run, Deku is going to be stronger than Mirio would be, but in the short run, Mirio would have probably been stronger. 
I feel like you've plus, thought, I mean, thought about this a think lot of, before. Like, plus, of, think of uh, think of <laughs> next think of next users of uh, One for All. It's just like they also have Mirio's uh, phase through ability as well as like any others that they might <laughs> they might have gathered. Yeah, that that's just kind of overpowered even of itself. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I can't I can't say anymore because season six. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, but <laughs> but um. Yeah, no. Uh, as we're thinking about it a lot, it's just story writing. Um, I'm big into story writing and writing stories in general and stuff like that. So it's everything is done for a reason, and I th- I honestly think like logically it wouldn't. I don't think Mirio would have the desire or urge to tap into one for all the way Deku is doing right now. No, but then again, all one for all is like all Deku has, like other than Black Whip, but. Part of one for all. I well, don't want to get into that, but you know what I mean. There's also the there's also the perspective of Deku knows what it's like to be powerless. Well, Mirio wouldn't know. I mean, Mirio does know because when he first started with his quirk, he thought it was like completely useless. He made it into the powerful quirk that it is. That's, That's like different. his whole thing. That is different. That is di- having no power is different than having a, ma- a power you don't understand. All right, fair enough. Like, like Deku- no, yeah, I'll I'll concede. You're entirely right on that. Like it's Deku's perspective is entirely different than Mario's. While they understand where the other is coming from, the perspective on where they approach things is different. Right. Um, like I said, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give you that one because yeah, I see your point. Uh, well, let me still me, tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Oh no, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. So you're doing good. You're doing good. I'm totally kidding. As for what I would like to address, Deku versus Overhaul. Ooh, yes. I did have this as a talking point. Deku versus brutal. Overhaul. <laughs> that was, was the point one of the where best Deku fights. became a hero. Yeah, no, a absolutely. Man. Yes. Like, j- just him using full calling 100% with uh, with Aerie reversing him. And just fucking god damn, that final punch, that final collection of punches. That wall of <laughs> giant fists coming towards Overhaul at the end. Just... He was he was doing something that like pros and everyone else was having major difficulty with and bringing overhaul down and just that final class between them and hell even building up to the class like with the uh, uh, night eye getting impaled by the uh, by the slagmite and then Deku basically on his own because Mirio was left quirkless and night eye was down and everything just that entire build up to we got to put it all on the wall here. And then, and I gotta say it again, full cowling, 100%. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, that just showed how much stronger he is in All Might, because he was doing stuff that you didn't even see All Might doing. Like, <laughs> and he saw And he saw the split second opening. Like, okay, but, I don't know if you guys remember this shot, like, specifically this shot, but be right before the final punch, where Deku and Eerie are completely silhouetted, throwing a punch at um overhaul like that slow motion shadowed out punch i don't know if you guys know it by heart but oh it, yeah, 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 fucking yeah awesome see it, it is I, fucking terrifying i was about to say my boy went all asaurus wrath on this moment <laughs> <laughs> he was whoo, like he was hitting so fast that he had multiple hands coming at him and then it took a delay for the attacks to hit before the guy fell to pieces. This man literally was surpassing All Might at that point. Deku don't take no prisoners. <laughs> I if Deku ask, fights though, you, you're getting put down. When that fight occurred, I, the one thing that was unclear to me was he was constantly in the air. Like, how was he doing that? That was the one confusion I had about that fight. 
He's that powerful. Uh, he was he was a uh, he was a uh, uh, um, jumping off the air, if I remember. Or he was tapping into All Might's master's power without knowing it. Fair. That is a possibility as well. That is definitely. Uh, that, that, I, I think that's probably what it is. Like, if you remember, he was moving so incredibly fast that he was like a bullet. But it could it could be that's not confirmed, so I'm not going to say that's what it is. But I like that theory. Um, but yeah, I, my theory is to what's going on. What was going on is he was just dashing through the air. He wasn't actually floating. Okay, I think well, he was definitely dashing. I was just like, how did how did he consistently stay in the air? But anyways, it's uh, it was epic regardless. Uh, the other cool fight I I loved was Deku versus Muscular. Uh, when that I forget the the, the oh, that kid that like when. didn't believe in. Yeah, yeah, that kid that didn't believe in heroes and everything, and then Deku's like, "Let me show you why heroes are a big deal." And uh, he really went all out. Uh, they always give the best fights to Deku. Obviously, main characters should throw uh, trope, yeah. but uh, it was such a good battle as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. It was. It, it was good. It was definitely the first time Deku stood up to, for his own. Um, yes, but I would say it was the least interesting of the fights because it was just Ooh. punching back and forth. It was just a show. Yeah, it wasn't of power. as that's well, all. Yeah, because that, that yeah, was yeah. the entire reason he was at the training but, camp was to get better at punching. Well, well, like it was just a show of power. And back to what you said at the beginning of this podcast, uh, it showed that tactics wasn't enough because Deku was trying to think strategically. He was trying trying to think about every move and every action. Oh, and when, tried he to really, right. when he really yeah, just it, needed it's, power, it slowed him down, and it wasn't enough. He just needed raw power to defeat muscular. So that is another example that you can be as smart as you want, but if the guy's stronger than you, he's going to beat you. That's the type of show My Hero Academia is. Um, it, it, I don't agree with that philosophy. I don't agree with that mentality, but that's the type of show My Hero is. It's power, 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 power. Um, and it showed very heavily in that fight against, mus- against Muscular. Was that but the I first mean, time tactics is what won against Overhaul too, like power and tactics, because right. he but saw the he saw the opening he saw the opening that Overhaul had to leave had to recharge in order for him to get that strike in. Uh, the difference is when he beat him, it was just raw power. Well, yeah, but he knew when to punch too. It didn't matter because he was just punching him. He wasn't thinking of when to punch. He was just punching him. He said the mo- the moment that he recharged, there's like a split second delay, like as he was fighting Overhaul, and that's when yes, he did the final before blow. he did 100 full cowling, and he was he, he was hitting faster than he could regenerate. <laughs> it didn't matter when he went 100. He was just so strong that he hit him so fast he couldn't regenerate. All right, all right. I want to ask uh, versus muscular versus muscular. Was that the first time to use one million percent one for all? I believe he it didn't is, actually right? use. He didn't, he didn't actually use, use one minute. He didn't use a million. Okay, because I'm did, looking he at would the, no longer have an arm. I, I okay, fair enough. But the thing is, when I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching the clip on YouTube, and there is a the subtitle literally says uh, one for all, one million percent. Yeah, so he the manga maybe author he shouted stated, it. Yeah, no, the manga author stated uh, he didn't actually use one million percent. He did that to psych himself up. Okay, so what was it? Was it just like a uh, uh, what version of one for all would that have been in that case? Because it just he's still training, right? So I, it, it makes it sense was, that he it wouldn't. wasn't a hundred, but like it had to at least have been like twenty five when you think about it. Like it uh, had it had to have been way more than he was used to using. I'd have to do research because I don't remember, but it wasn't a lot. It was under ten percent, if I recall correctly. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent was the full cowling when he was all glowing like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, so, I freaking so love that mode. I love it in the show. Yes. I love it in game. I love it in manga. I haven't seen it in manga, but I imagine I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Death Battle to do something about that. By the way, I'm gonna need Death Battle. Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. To All right, let's happen. go ahead and wrap this up. Mitch's <laughs> <laughs> Death Battle once. All right, I'm quitting. Um, let's see. Um, before we wrap up, though, I do I did have one last topic I really wanted ah, to hit oh, on. Be- um, before you do. I just looked it up. Yeah. He used about five or ten percent. Five or ten percent. <laughs> oh that yeah, was that was seven. like when he. That was like when he was regularly like two or three at most. Oh my goodness! Hey, the potential. God, of this our boy has uh, our boy has come far. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of Endeavor as a replacement to All Might becoming that number one? Here? I was hoping. I love Endeavor's story arc so much. It is Me so too. good. Eh. No, oh, I really? I love Endeavor's story arc. Eh. Why are you so uh, uh about it? I, I'm just eh on Endeavor, really. Just because, like, yeah, he's he's another one where, like, power is everything. And just the whole the whole Todoroki family storyline, like, it is tragic. And I I am there for, like, Todoroki and his siblings more than I am Endeavor. And he has, he has like, flipped a switch going around, like, in, in this recent season. But Endeavor was just never really a character I cared about. And I mean, it made se- it made sense that he became number one because he was number two, and now All Might's not. So, <laughs> so what I yeah, like, like about number Endeavor, thousand. and I agree, I hated him. I'm going to be honest, I absolutely hated him um, at the beginning of the series. Um, not going to go into my own personal self, but I really, really did hate him. Okay. Um, but now I really appreciate what they were doing from a writing perspective with Endeavor mm. because he's wrong. They say he's wrong, and he's not being instantly forgiven like in every other shonen anime. Like, every other shonen anime it would have been like, oh, I forgive you, it's okay, we're moving on, we're moving forward. No, 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 no. He is working for atonement, and even his son doesn't forgive him yet, or even will. And they go into, like, the thing that he may be able to move on, but he will never forgive him for what he's done. Right. Like he may be able to change and as a person, but it doesn't change the fact that what he did, still he did it. Yeah. And it's you can't erase the past. You can make a better future, but it doesn't mean you can't forget what happened in that situation. So he may be able to build a stronger relationship going forward, a strong relationship going forward, but he'll never have that father-son relationship with his kids that he did, that a normal parent would, because of his actions in the past, and that resentment will always be there, and I think involving a trauma and abuse, the show handles that extremely well. No, no, I, I understand the point. I do want to, like, touch on, um, stay on Endeavor. His fight versus Nomu at the very end. I remember when, you know, we weren't sure if he was going to make it uh, when as they were falling back. And then, you know, the, the flame bursts and he, like, stands up and his hands are in the air. Like, I remember seeing Todoroki, like, you know, literally squatting in a prayer position. Like, I, he looked, like, happy that his dad was still there. So I understand that, obviously, all that trauma occurred and everything and the relationship is strained. But you do see there's still, like, connectivity between the two. Uh, um, on some sort of level. I mean, he's still his dad. Like, you're at yeah. some primal level, you're still going to care about your parents. That's hardwired into our DNA as people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but it doesn't change the. F- and even Todoroki said, like, I guess another good example is Todoroki was looking for a reason to forgive him. Um, but right. it doesn't change the fact that his other siblings are the polar. O- his other sibling is a polar opposite. Um, and I understand where his other sibling came from. And definitely it it doesn't justify what he did, 
but it shows his character and his character development going from that hard, stern, um, overly was obsessed about being the best to caring about his family and wanting to make things right with his family, but understanding right. that he'll never be able to completely make things right. No, I see, I see. Um, that's like how that character is, and uh, I'm excited to see what develops with Endeavor in season six and further on. Um, let's. Uh, I think we can uh, jump into final thoughts. Uh, Hotshot, uh, did did you have anything else you want to say, or or Tsunar, or can we go jump to final thoughts? I think we can jump to final thoughts. Uh, I, right, I would like right. to discuss how five compares to four in other seasons, but if we want to jump to final thoughts, that's fully fine. Oh, okay, no, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> how five compares to other seasons, please. Uh, five was a weaker season, in my opinion. I to agree. Be honest. I agree. Yeah, I think it's the worst season so far. Oh, Honestly, okay. Wa- and uh, so your final watching thoughts? Him, no. <laughs> watching him recently, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Um, there was a lot of issues in the season, from the abridging of the My Villain Academia arc to, to a lot of cut- and La Brava. <laughs> uh, to a lot of cutting. I think that was last season. Was that four? I think th- I thought that was five. Yeah, that, that, I, five. I think that was that was the last arc in four. All right, never mind then. Uh, mm. But there was also the rearranging of arcs. Like the My Villain Academia was supposed to be before an arc in season five, and then they switched that around. Like a lot of it comes down to My Villain Academia. And it honestly makes me nervous for the future. Um, without spoiling, I'm not going to spoil anything, but season six is going to be the hardest to adapt. Ooh, I like It that. is going to be one of the hardest seasons to adapt. And the fact that they struggled so hard on this season makes me a little scary, scared um, about what's coming forward. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, that honestly excites me more than anything. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what occurs from that. Uh, personally, I'll jump into my, my final thoughts here. Um, I want to just give a big shout out to my favorite fight. Uh, All for One versus All Might was epic, uh, and I just want to say that this this anime I forget where I put it, but it is in my top ten, and it's one of my favorite. I think uh, the, the season five docks it down. I don't know if it's still in my top ten. If we re- were to redo a top ten podcast, um, but at the end of the day, it's still really good. It's a shonen success. It has great characters. It's a fantastic story. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast up to this point, uh, I hope you've watched everything because we basically told you the entirety of everything. But uh, fantastic anime regardless. Uh, I still uh, I still rate it very highly. So uh, what about you, Hotshot? Uh, sorry, I just hit my mic as I was stretching. So there's that. Um, Hero is honestly still in my top 10. Like, like I said at the beginning of this, it's anime, it's heroes, and I'm a sucker for anything superheroes. And I still love all the characters. I'm loving even more characters than I did at the start. Like I said, like, Hiroshima was one that I just kind of liked. Now he's one of my absolute favorites. And I'm excited to see where it goes because I'm easily entertained. Plus, I want more games. Give me more games. Give me more hero games. <laughs> like, I, I'm still just eating all this up. It might just be because, like, all the adaptation I have is the anime. I don't have the manga like Sunar does. So maybe if I read that, I'll be disappointed. So here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> right. Disappointed and, disappointed and depression, just like my parents. Anyways, Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> And your final thoughts, Sunar? But I, I will, I will, I will say, <laughs> I will say, Sunar, you have made me curious about what the manga actually does. So I'm gonna actually try to look into that. Uh, good. Wow. Uh, the manga. Wow. You're convincing Hotshot to read a manga. I've read Sunar. manga. <laughs> I haven't read yeah, many, but, but I've read manga. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You, you're. <laughs> no the, the manga no is significantly comment. darker than the anime. Fair warning. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my thoughts, I don't know if I'd put it on my top 10, 
mainly because I okay, this is going to be blasphemy to a lot of people. I don't know if I like ten anime in general to put it into my ten, top ten. So um, at least it's in your top ten. Podcast. Just like six on is just vacant. <laughs> yeah, no, like I I I've kind of as I gotten older. I've kind of drifted away from most anime, and I'm very picky about actually what I enjoy in life. Um, I'm a very narrative person, and unless an, uh, it hits a narrative beat with me, um, I don't even I don't watch it. I don't like it. I and most anime hasn't, but I still enjoy it. I am very disappointed with season five, though. I'm very very disappointed in season five, and but yeah, no, I enjoy it. There's a I think what I heard a while back, someone said My Hero Academia is a okay anime with great moments, and I think that really shines correctly for mm, me. It's, it's fine. It. It's okay. It It's mediocre at a lot of times, but it has some really good explosive moments that are really memorable and really worth talking about. Great. Let's uh, go ahead and do uh, plugging uh, to promote ourselves and everything. Uh, hot shot. Where can people find you, and what do you do? You guys can find me right here on Anime Podcasters on, Gi- on Giant Music's channel. I never leave. He won't let me. We've looked for co-hosts. None of them are interested in him, so I'm stuck. You guys can also find me on my channel, Hotshot Ginger, where I do the, well, sometimes do the sister podcast of this podcast, Cast, where we talk about the dirtier and more slice-of-life stuff, basically stuff that Jane doesn't want anything to do with. You guys can find me on Twitter at HotshotGinger. I will do nothing but ghost you. And I know I haven't been there for a while, and I am planning to make a return. I just have to work some a few things out. You guys can find me over on Twitch at HotshotGinger, and I am going to be going back into playing games and hanging out with you guys over there. So stay tuned. I know. Sorry I haven't been there for a while. I just have a lot of things going on in life right now. <laughs> and uh, Tsunar, where can people find you, and what are your projects currently? Uh, so, um, you can find me on Twitter, Tsunar underscore Kilone. Uh, I also have a Twitch, uh, Tsunar Kilone on T-S-U-N-A-R-K-E-L-O-N-E. Uh, on Twitch, I stream there almost regularly. I haven't been doing it for the last few months because I'm lazy and, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can usually find me streaming. You can also go to my YouTube channel, the same name, to, um, check out my previous, uh, Let's Plays and such like that. And then I recently created a new, uh, music channel where I put up my music and such, which is called Jonathan Strong, um, and which is under my, uh, stage name. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, (laughs) where you can find my music and such. And as for what I'm doing right now, I'm working on a web series and a card game, um, which you can find the first three trial decks for sale actually and play it for free on tabletop simulator if you have that but i'm gonna stop plugging myself now because i feel like an absolute i feel dirty <laughs> no 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 this is this is literally you like, are if there's dirty, anything else you want to mention please if there's anything <laughs> else you want to you want to okay well uh, we'll we'll leave it at that uh the podcast is at anime podcasters on facebook make sure to subscribe to us and your favorite podcatcher we're there you can rate this podcast on rate this podcast.com slash anime podcasters you can leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com slash anime podcasters and also we have surveys you can take in the description to let us know what you think of the show and if you're interested to be a guest we also have a google form as you can fill out uh for myself i am at giant music you can follow me on social media uh twitter
Twitter, Facebook, it's all at Giant Music. Instagram, uh, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Giant Music. And my website is giantmusic.com. All right. Final little housekeeping note. I should have mentioned it at the beginning. There is going to be a bit of an overlap of episodes uh, on Anime Podcasters. Hacha and I will still be doing two a month, as we always do. But on top of that, uh, we recently ended the Cowboy Bebop live action update podcast. And the reason why we did that is because the series is coming out very soon, as you are listening to this. So Kyo and I will be hopping on to Anime Podcasters and just doing episode breakdowns of the Cowboy Bebop live action that will be on Netflix. We don't know if we're going to do it episode per episode. I think we're just going to chunk them together and do... Uh, uh, breakdowns of that so make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you don't want to miss that as well so thank you everyone for coming on to the podcast today thank you very much sunar you did a fantastic job it was great talking to you uh, i really appreciate your time thank you for having me it was a blast yeah you're all right of course feel yeah oh, come on oh, that, if hasha said you're all right that means he likes you okay <laughs> oh, okay you're fine then people like me <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, it was it was a pleasure to have you on. So thank you so much. And uh, yes, uh, feel free to come back on uh, whatever. We would love to have you on again. Uh, so for myself, Sunar and Hotshot, this has been another episode of This is impressive. Our show, Anime Podcasters. Bye, guys. <laughs>